But I think one of the things that I want to focus on today is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and it's verse 20. Right? We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Why do we do these mission trips? Is it fun? Yes. We climbed Bear Butte. It was 1,200 vertical feet in 1.8 miles. And the kids just went after it. They just put it in B for boogie and they got after it. I was so proud of them because when we were working at the ReStore, which is Habitat for Humanity store, right? People donate things there. They sell them after they clean them up or they recycle things. That money comes in and helps people get houses. And the great thing about Habitat for Humanity is they don't give handouts. They give hand ups. So if you go to a bank and you're denied by a traditional bank for traditional loan and you need some help, you have to go through a qualification process there, but it's possible you could qualify through for a mortgage and to have a home of your own through Habitat for Humanity. And I know a lot of people think that President Jimmy Carter started this, so he was a big proponent. He wasn't actually the originator of this. But it's a great thing <clears throat> to help people out so they can have home ownership and realize the American dream that way. Isn't that just really cool? But they have to pay for it. They have to earn it. And they have to put at least 250 personal man hours into that project that they are one day going to call home. Isn't that great? It's a great, great time. And I'll tell you, Kari, uh, we're very thankful for her. She has experience dealing with people that have special needs. And when the girls walked in, it was a little overwhelming that first day, right? And so I was thankful that she was there to be able to help them and help them settle down and just be calm and get right into the flow of things. But these young people, and how many remember this? When you were young and you had your first crush, everybody remember your first crush, right? Remember who that was, right? Okay, you, you know, maybe you're at camp and you meet some girl and you think she's really cute and you're like, oh, and then you're going, I'm going to write, I'm going to write, and that lasts for like 24 hours after you get home, right? Okay, and we call that puppy love, don't we? Right? Why? Because it's young people and we're inexperienced in this love relationship thing, right? And looking at prospective mates, it's kind of new to us. But that's not what we're talking about here. When we take young people on these mission trips, they are exactly what Jesus tells them that they are. They are ambassadors for him. Their age does not matter. The work that we did is just as important whether you're 16 or 60, right? This is not a trial run. These kids were on the front lines and they were doing it. They were really getting after it. Right, And then God was grabbing hold of their hearts. And what's so important about that? There's nothing more important than that in the whole world. Nothing more important than that in the whole world than that God grabs hold of your heart. So I'm going to have a really special young man come up here right now. I'm going to ask Brett Hammond. He's our youth intern to come up here. So Brett, come on up. Brett uh, asked Christ to be a Savior um, just a little over a year ago. And he is fired up. He feels called to be in the youth ministry. I want him to tell you about his personal journey to come to meet Christ. And I had been going to church for about three months, and I didn't really know what youth was. I didn't know there was youth ministry at churches. I had never seen it. I happened to volunteer for a random thing at my church. I got an email saying, hey, everybody volunteered. Reach out to this guy if you want to volunteer for youth ministry. I was like, well, why not? Let's try it out. And boy, did I fall in love with that. I mean, seeing the change in the youth is just so amazing. Uh, just a quick story of how I really got to where I am here. We went on a winter retreat, and uh, we had this kid, De Niro, who grew up in an atheist family. They pretty much dropped him off on Wednesday nights just to get rid of him for a couple hours. He would argue with our youth pastors about their beliefs 
every single Wednesday. And uh, we went up north, and I watched this atheist, eighth grader, find Christ. And it was the most touching. I'm getting goosebumps right now, just bring it back up. And we came back, and every single Wednesday after that, he was leading the kids in worship. He was dancing around, getting people to get into it. He was being a leader, showing everybody how to act. And that was like the moment in my life where I was like, this is what I want to do. Because there's no monetary value that you could pay me that's going to make me feel the way that I felt after seeing that. And that's kind of where I got to here. Um, if you really uh, need to put it in perspective, I'm giving up a six-figure payday, six-figure salary to come and pretty much work for peanuts to do uh, youth stuff because that's how important this is to me. And I'm on fire, and I have a couple announcements uh, I'm super excited to make. We already uh, have next year's missions trip technically on the books, the dates. We're going to be doing it uh, July 14th through the 19th, and I'm happy to announce that I will be leading it next year. Uh, I'll be that... 33-year-old with the energy that Grant used to have back uh, in his days. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can get uh, kids signed up here going forward. Uh, we haven't picked a place yet. I'm going to work with the kids and see what they want to do uh, for Rapid City. Uh, is something that they want to do, of course, we'll look into that again. But I'm super excited to be here and do that. All right. Thanks, bud. Good job. Thank you. That's perfect. <clears throat> so Brett... Um, is at the University of Northwestern right now as an adult student, so he's going to school, and uh, he's pursuing his uh, degree in youth ministries. He's, he's going to do a double major, right? So he's, uh, he's fired up, but we're really thankful for him. Um, four years ago, this is our fourth trip, and at that time, it was a young Zach Kinder that went with me, and Zach and I got this thing started, and we went to Rapid City, and it was so much fun to have him along. It was a wild and crazy trip. Now, think about this. These boys were four years younger, okay? It was like herding cats. By the time Zach and I got back, I, like, I used to have hair, right? I mean, it was, it was something else, you know? But, uh, but I'll tell you what, that's what the investment is. God calls you to be an ambassador because he reconciled you. He reconciled us. Do you understand what that, I'm not talking about accounting. I'm not talking about crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Oh, Zach, dude, I was just bragging about you. Baby stuff. I know. It's awesome. It's awesome. Hey, I'll tell you what. He's going to learn how to play hockey because Uncle Grant's teaching him. It's going to be awesome. It'll be a good time. But uh, Zach, I was just bragging about you and how we went to South Dakota. We went to Rapid City and the kids were a lot younger back then, weren't they? It was all boys. So the trip didn't smell nearly as good as it did this time. That was a complete different overhaul. But I'll tell you what, these young people have grown. They've really grown. You can see they're starting to really own their faith, and that's what we want to talk about. But understanding what reconciliation really is, okay? Reconciliation is this. I know, you're all going, see, Brad's gone for a couple weeks, and he's walking on the furniture. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, it's like, right? Do the Titanic thing. But <clears throat> it's this. It's where God takes you from being broken and lost and separated from him and he lifts you up and brings you into relationship and into his family. That's reconciliation. There is nothing, nothing more important for any single person in this room than that they know that the creator of the universe loves them completely, knows them completely, 
from the time he knit them together in the womb, right? For your whole life, he knows it. He knows it and he knows it. And as a loving father, he just simply wants you to do this. Come to me. Come to me. And the Bible tells us this. If you back up just a couple verses before 20, it says this. God is reconciling the whole world. So this is for everybody. God's not prejudiced, right? He loves everybody he made. And he is forgiving men's sins and not holding them against them. See, our sins that we commit, they are identifiable to us. And God uses those to crush our conscience, to help, help, help us submit to him and realize, hey, we are sinners and we need help. We are lost. But he really wants to do is solve the problem that we're born with, Adamic sin, okay? <clears throat> Since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, mankind's spirit has been dead and separated from God for everybody that's ever been born. And God made the ultimate sacrifice when he put Jesus Christ, his one and only son, on the cross. And then he raised him from the dead after he was crucified so that we could have victory and we could live a life that is free, free from everything that may have encumbered you up to this point. Isn't that awesome? I mean, think about this. Brats struggle with depression. Why? Because there are no good answers in this world. There's none. There is none. There is nothing. They've got nothing out there, right? I've heard people make fun. They say, well, how do you pray to an invisible God? Right? I'd say, okay, let's, let's talk. You seemed like an intelligent person. Show me your thoughts. Come on, put them out there for me. I want to see them. Oh, they're invisible. Maybe they don't exist. <laughs> right? God, his evidence, his fingerprints are all over this entire creation. This earth, all the stars, the heavens, everything screams his name to us. And he does that. So it's so obvious to us that it's so easy that we can come back into relationship with him. Right? Isn't that awesome? But some people think, it's got, I, I gotta be right. I gotta be good. I gotta clean myself up. No, God knows you. Everything about you, there's nothing hidden. All those things you think you hide, you're not hidden from him. He sees everything. And he goes, I don't care. This is what matters. Come be with me Forever. At the beginning of chapter five, Paul talks about how this earth suit that we've got is wearing out. This thing only has a limited amount of experience in it and then it's done for this lifetime. So God wants to deal with you now, right? And forever, forever. Is that a pretty good, that's a pretty good message, isn't it? Okay, so for those of us who've received this message, he does something else. He gives this indwelling Holy Spirit to come and live inside of us, and that's his guarantee, his deposit inside of us, right, that he's coming for us, right? And in the meantime, we can wait patiently. Oh, and by the way, I got something for you to do. Tell everybody. See, we're ambassadors. We're God's agents, but no one is supposed to be a secret agent. No 007s here, folks, all right? We're live and on purpose, 24-7, 365. That's what we do. See, because we're ambassadors. We are people sent, right, and empowered by a sovereign to go to a foreign nation. And this world is foreign to us. It's foreign to us. 
Right? Well, what do you mean? I was born here. I'm an American. Love America. America's awesome. And it is, because God created this sovereign nation, right? Are we thankful for it? Yes, we can be proud of that. Okay, it doesn't have to be perfect for us to be proud of that. If it was perfect, when some of us showed up, it would no longer be perfect, right? So we can still be proud of that. Okay? But the point is this. We have a great privilege to be able to speak freely and tell people the good news that God loves them and he wants to give them the hand up in life that they need. The hand up that they can't give themselves, they can't create for themselves, they can't earn for themselves. He just wants them to come and finally be home. Is that awesome or what? So I encourage you this morning, maybe you're here and you haven't been reconciled yet. Why not now? Why not now? See, there's nothing secret. Maybe you want to be reconciled. Come talk to me. You can come talk to me right now. Come talk to me after the service. But don't, don't. If God's talking to you this morning, don't walk away without talking to somebody. And I don't care what it's about. Okay? And if you're an ambassador, maybe you are struggling with something. Hey, let's talk about your freedom in Christ. Right? Let's talk about the fact that God has an incredible journey that he wants to send you on and he's going to be with you the whole way. So before we leave, we're going to send a young man on a journey. And he has successfully completed his high school graduation here. And I'm going to ask Austin, Austin Shepard to come up. So, okay, dude, you've... Uh, Done a successful run through high school. Almost. Almost, right? You're heading through, okay, um, this state, and you're going to land in what state? North Dakota. North Dakota, okay. And you're going to go study at which school? University of North Dakota. University of North Dakota, and what's your subject? Civil engineering. Civil engineering. So Austin's going to learn how to be civil. His, <laughs> his parents are really going to appreciate that. It's going to be great. But I, we're very proud of you, young man. You're like the rest of the Shepherd family, you've served here in so many capacities over the years. So we're going to send you out to be an ambassador, okay? So I've got a couple books in here to encourage you. And this is not from me. This is from us, okay? So we love you. Congratulations. Do we get to do some more singing? You are so rocking, Josh McGuire. Very cool. I'm telling you, I... I I can't say enough about Josh. I mean, I'm a little jealous of his hair. You all know that. But he does so much. Like, I'm, I'm throwing him, like, I'm, like, fighting with my smartphone, which is smarter than me, trying to get him all these slides and stuff. And, like, two minutes later, he sends back this whole video clip with music. I'm going, dude, you, like, totally rock. So thank you, Josh, for doing that. Thanks for all you do. And didn't he do a fantastic job last month speaking for everybody? And we can't say enough about Dr. Don Byerly. He is amazing. If you have questions, right, if you're looking for answers, come see him. You're going to have him two hours each week for the next month. It's going to be better than gold, better than platinum, okay? It's going to be heavenly, okay? So come be part of us. So, Josh, thanks. <laughs>